hello everybody and welcome to Richard's Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, KB5JBV, and welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Yes, I'm sorry we're a little late, y'all. Things have really been uh, percolating around here, not just on the radio end, but uh, life in general. Uh, we're going to try and get uh, get our schedule back in line. So, what do we want to start with? Okay, there's been some uh, questions as to how to get a hold of me, and there are people who are sending feedback in actually on the older shows of Resident Frequencies Amateur Radio Podcast, and I'm going to get a list together so we can give everybody a big thank you over here. If uh, you're thinking your emails are going in vain or your feedback on the website is doing so, that is not the case. So y'all keep sending that stuff in. We want to hear all about it. And the more you send, the more you tell us, the better we can configure it where it is the top notch. When we uh, start Resonant Frequency again, it is the top notch audio program that you have come to love and enjoy. Now, I'm sure y'all have noticed also that this show has changed a little bit in uh, editing. We're trying to get all them annoying ums and ahs and great big gaps out of there so it doesn't put y'all to sleep. Uh, we are continuing to work on that. We are at a disadvantage where we are set up at the moment simply because the we do not have our actual studio equipment here. And we are still having to improvise. So, with that, uh, y'all please hang in there with us. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how we can get in a position to get all the goodies over here. The good microphone, the noise gate, all that good stuff. So that uh, we can improve the way this one sounds also. Uh, Discord server. Yeah, the Discord server. I want to invite each and every one of you listening to the sound of my voice to come find us on Discord. Uh, we've set up a community over there. Uh, I understand it's primarily a gaming platform or a gaming network kind of thing, but there are several of us, uh, amateur radio operators, that have set up communities over there. And we have set one over there not only to go with the show, but also to provide other information for the amateur radio community, and we plan to have the number one community on Discord, and we're going to make it happen. Uh, I've got a young man helping me out over there. He just passed his technician test, and he's still waiting for his call sign to come in, and we are extremely excited that he has uh, chose to join our staff. Uh, speaking of staff, if any of y'all would like to help out with some of the day-to-day operations of President Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast, please get in touch with me. And uh, the easiest way is send me a direct email. Send me a message at the website. Send me a message over at Facebook or one of the other places that we have listed. If you'll go over to the website, uh, rfpodcast.info, there is a page on there that will give you all of our contact information. We have recently dropped one network, but we are still on the other. So y'all come by, send me some email. If y'all want to help out with something as simple as show notes or something a little more complex, right now we have uh, 
page or group over at Facebook. We have a page over at uh, MeWe. We have a subreddit over at Reddit. We have, oh my goodness, we have the Discord server. We have a YouTube channel, but until I'm able to get some more videos on there, it's kind of languishing. However, if you can uh, maybe help us out over there with suggestions, tips, uh, help, help, any kind of help y'all can offer. We're even uh, invite, looking for people to send us, if they want to do a segment on one of the shows, uh, Resonant Frequency has a couple on there. I just recently, uh, the episode that just came out, had a gentleman that actually runs kind of a amateur radio school over in Australia that uh, sent us a lovely piece about uh, Werner Heisenberg, uh, Tim uh, Sutton, and I can't remember Tim's call at the moment. He's going to beat me to death. He even sent an audio uh, audio piece over at one point. And we have no problem putting that kind of stuff on Resonant Frequencies Amateur Radio Podcast. Now, Richard's Radio Adventure, a little different. And it's Richard griping and complaining about stuff, mostly. However, I hope y'all get some kind of helpful or useful information out of this show. So, y'all come up, come over to Discord. Get a hold of me. I, I will send you an invite. So all you gotta do is click a click a URL or a, you know click a link and you're in. Uh, getting signed up's not an issue. It will auto verify people uh, with the right information and everything else. And we really want to make this thing go. We have voice channels, text channels. We ha- I have channels set up that the shows are uh, going to. You can pick them up over there. Um, all this stuff. And I didn't mean for this to be a 20 minute commercial for discord however we really want to build this community and have it thrive uh not only do i have a young paul i also have old paul well semi-old paul uh kd5 tko who uh, i've known for years and years and he was actually the guy that came in behind me as president of the ham association mesquite years and years ago uh over there as a moderator as well and from time to time every once in a while once in a great while, Russ, K5TUX, will even show, raise his head over on our server. Uh, well, anyway, we're not going to go any further on that. So, y'all come on and uh, come on over to the Discord server. It's away from Facebook and all the other places where people are acting crazy and being mean. And we don't allow no stuff on the server. And we're not going to have people fighting because it's really easy to kick them or ban them. So, uh, send me an email, contact me on Facebook. In fact, if you'll go over to the uh, Resonant Frequency page over on Facebook, I left an open invite over there. So, all you really have to do is click through. Uh, there's an, well, I said I left that open invite over at. All the places on Facebook, on Twitter, I sent it through. I sent it through on MeWe. I sent it through on uh, Reddit. I sent it through on, uh, yeah, there's something else. I can't remember what it is. Oh, Tumblr. If you're on Tumblr, there, it's over there, too. All you got to do is go find it, click the link, and you're there. Make sure you let me know that you heard about this on the show 
so that we can tell everybody. We can go around with our chest full out. All these people want to come hear what we have to say over at Resident Frequency. All right, so I've done enough of that. We were talking about young Paul. Uh, Paul in North Carolina. And I'm not going to give his last name out. Uh, that's going to be up to him. But Paul over in North Carolina. About a week or so ago, he passed his technician test. He is waiting for his call sign to show up in the FCC database. And I think that is absolutely fantastic. The more new guys we get in, the better our chances of staying in business amateur radio-wise. You know, some of you guys, well, I'm not going to say that. My listeners aren't that way. But some guys out there, uh, they... They're just doing this to pass the time. You know, it's like, I don't know, coin collecting, stamp collecting, collecting rocks or fungus, something anyway for them. And then there's the rest of us who actually understand and believe in amateur radio. So I ran across young Paul when I got over, I got over on Discord and I was over fussing around, messing things up, all that good stuff. And it was really moving kind of slow. And Paul, he tells me his father and his grandfather are amateur radio operators, so he was studying for the test, or he was getting ready to take his test, and he stumbled across our Discord server, and we got to talking for a little while, and I found out he was a whiz-bang Discord savant. And within a day, he had the thing up and running the way it was supposed to, uh, we've got a couple things that have issues at the moment, but uh, we may be able to resolve that. But other than that, you know, and that has to do with uh, information coming in, not stuff going on on the server itself. So I've known Paul for a day or two, and he had told me, you know, grandfather's ham, dad's ham. I'm I'm going to take my test. I'm about a week or, week or so away. Um do you have any tips on studying for the test? Okay. Well, that opens kind of a can of worms for me. And it's not, please understand, my actual answer will get to, you'll hear what it was as we go through this. But in the past, well, let's go back to when we had five licenses. Um, there was... Novice, Technician, General, Advanced, and Extra Class. All these tests were... The Novice written exam was not that difficult. You had to memorize a couple of things. handful of things. The thing that was the issue, the booger bear with the Novice test, was learning five words a minute Morse code. At least for me. Some people pick it right up. And once I found a plan that worked for me because, and it had to do with music and that kind of stuff. But, I, you know, I spent hours and hours and hours listening to WB6NOA's uh, uh, Gordon West tapes and uh, who was the other guy? He, uh, I seen a picture, a uh, cassette case with uh, his name on it. And I can't remember who it was. It'll probably pop back in here in a minute. But I spent forever. You know, I worked a night job where I could sit in my car kind of most of the night by the front door of the club or whatever. 
and I could sit there and listen to code tapes over and over and over and over again and writing it down in a in a spiral notebook and all that good stuff and it took me a long time i had to study really hard to get that five word a minute code test out of the way but i aced it when i took it then we moved to technician technician had more stuff because it was only a written test and then the general test had a code test associated with it wasn't so bad on the uh, question pool the advanced class test is one of the hardest tests I've ever studied for in my life because you had to learn about stuff that uh, I'm sure if you got get far enough into the hobby that leading and lady leading and lagging uh, AC phase angles is going to be something that's important to you. But most radio operators never get that far yet. Most, not all, but most. And that brought us to the extra class test. Now, the extra class test had some fairly advanced stuff on it. But there was also a 20-word-a-minute code test, 21-word-a-minute code test that went along with it. I had no problem with the, the actual written portion. I could have passed the written test without any problem. And it took me years and years to get up to 20 words a minute. And to this very day, I chug, on, chug along at about 15. I uh, use a straight key. Um, the guys I talk to more often than not, uh, they're not going to be running much faster than 10, 12, 15 words a minute. So I can get the job done. Yeah. I have been known to send at over 20 more words a minute, and I can copy over 20 words a minute. But that was when I had my MFJ paddle keyer with the, the auto crap on it. So, let's get back to it. Now, these are what the licenses were. Now the licenses are a tech written test, a general written test, and an extra written test. And I've gone and looked at the question pool. Now, I know I've probably said this before. I used to know a guy named Jim Haney. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still alive or not at this point. I haven't talked to anybody over in Dallas uh, except that jerk uh, in some time. However, Jim Haney at one time was president of the ARRL. And he also happened to belong to the club that I was a member of at the time, which is that one that I'm always cussing about. But Jim inspired me, helped me along, that kind of stuff. And we were talking one day when uh, the debate was still going on about dropping code requirement for entry-level license. And I asked him, I said, what are they thinking? You know, my big problem, I said to him, was it's a barrier to entry. You don't appreciate something if you don't have to work for it. And that's just human nature. And he... And y'all don't get me wrong. There have been a lot of fine codeless technicians come in. Sadly, there's been an awful lot of clueless extras come in as well. I've had to change what I call them because I did have somebody uh, take exception to me calling them codeless extra, extras. But clueless extras uh, have come along. And they're the guys I complain about like Rod and Flo. I told y'all I was going to make them famous. I may need to go back and get their call signs. 
blurted out a little more often. But people that don't think that amateur radio is any more than collecting coins, painting pictures, needlepoint, we have a job to do. And you know I'm going to go off on tangents because that's just the way I am. So my opinion has changed on testing now. Uh, well, it has made a gradual change over I'm still not happy with what I've resigned myself to, but in today's environment with amateur radio, we're going to have to do it that way. Now, most of the guys that came in around the time I did, we had a, had, a, uh, had a plan that got handed around from the text to the guys studying. They were Elmer, you see. And that was to take the question pool, take a highlighting marker, highlight the correct answer, and then read the book over and over and over for a week or two, only focusing on the question and the correct answer. And by doing this, the other ones don't even, they don't register as the right answer when you are looking at the test. Now, everybody gets jitters when they test. Seems like everybody gets uh, some sort of anxiety when they're testing. And uh, focus is a real issue. I know I was sweating bullets when I took my technician exam. Uh, wow. It's the first time I'd ever been inside a UTA. There were other people there. A uh, local weatherman was there that uh, ended up testing out at the same session. All that good stuff. Excuse <coughs> me. Barnacles. Anyway, so I had that anxiety. I was trying to take a test. I was trying to score that handheld that had been dangled out in front of me as a carrot and everything else. But I had used that particular method and continued to study as I was riding from our home in Mesquite, Texas, over to uh, UTA over in Arlington, which is, I don't know, about 25, 30 miles away. And walked in, still had them fresh, and took the test, and passed that bad boy. I didn't ace it, but I passed. And that was all I was worried about at that point, because I got handed that radio as soon as we got back home. So here's a new, new deal with Richard, and here's why. Is use that method. Um, you, It's good if you know the theory behind the question. Oh, uh, well, I didn't finish Jim Haney, did it? And Jim Haney... Uh, let's go back to it. I had uh, mentioned to him that I was concerned about the barrier to entry. Because, like I said, if you don't work for something, you really don't appreciate near as much. And he said, have you seen the test? And I said, no, sir. He said, you ought to go take a look. Now, this is president of the ARRL telling me this. He said, you need to go take a look. I couldn't pass it. He go, and this is this is Jim telling me this. He says I probably couldn't pass that test because there was a lot of new stuff on there. Computers were a big thing about the time I got licensed. They were just coming in, and that kind of stuff. And there was some a lot of stuff involving computers and that kind of thing on the technician test. So I went and looked at it, and yes, it was tough. 
I don't even remember what an MMIC is, but I know there were questions on there about it. It has something to do with uh, uh, component level electronics or possibly computer board level computer electronics or something. But I haven't even tried to go look that one up in years. Okay, so I was kind of good with it. And then I saw, I got off the air for a year, waited to see what was coming in. And once I realized that we were getting a lot of really, really good operators, I changed my opinion. Yes, I was anti-no code, and now I'm not, and haven't been since I changed my opinion. So we get back to test taking. So Paul asked me this question, and I outlined to him the method that we used to use in the old days, and told him that that right there would probably be his best option. And he asked me why. He says, I really want to learn this stuff. I said, well, just because you test out this way doesn't mean you can't learn it. It's, uh, the information is going to be available. And that's what Elmers are for. Nowadays, we find that there's a lot of guys coming in. I see them every day on the news groups, at the very various social networks that I'm a member of, I see it every day. There's guys in there asking questions, and it. I don't want this to sound like I think they're stupid. I don't think they're stupid. What I think is that they are clueless. Somebody said, hey, why don't you get your amateur radio operator license? And they might have even heard some of the stuff about being able to talk 20, 30, 40 miles on a repeater, talking around the world on HF, all that good stuff. But then whoever it is that talked them into it or gave them the idea of getting a license is not around for the after show, as it were. They're set adrift in a sea of amateur radio with nobody to help them or guide them. And this is a more and more common problem all the time. And the kind of people I deal with on some of the social networks uh, they're not interested in helping. They're in there and in there knocking people down. And there's plenty of room for all of us. But even on these news groups, I see all these people asking questions, basic questions, and they cannot get an answer. And if they do get an answer, it's some kind of smart aleck stuff and everything else. So we've got all these people out there that. Once again, goes back to a few episodes back. They get their license. At the end of 10 years, they don't have a license because they don't renew. They wait to get the best, highest dollar radio they can get, and they don't renew their license because they never get that radio. You know, we got all this stuff standing out there in the way. And young Paul is so enthusiastic. He is so enthusiastic, and I am proud at this point, and I've only known him a few weeks, and I'm already proud to know him, because his heart's in the right place. He wants to learn it, but nowadays, if you don't get that license and then actively seek out Elmer, you know, well, let's put it this way. There's still a stigma attached to coming in with a codeless license. Now, 
admittedly, there's more that have codeless li- came in with codeless licenses that came in with coded licenses nowadays. And some of those have even gotten very proficient at CW. But that, coupled with being the new guy, technicians of the new guy, doesn't matter how long he's had his license. If he's a technician, he's still considered a new guy or unofficially considered a new guy. And that can cause people to be a little nervous about asking questions. Mic shyness on the radio, especially if they get slapped down for asking a question more than once. So, Paul, Paul, go highlight the answer. Take the test. You've got two built-in Elmers already, your father and your grandfather. They're going to introduce you to other people. And because you're young, everybody's going to want to help you. And shyness, unfortunately, is probably one of the biggest killer licenses there is. Because, you know, if you're a guy that sits around, I know a guy, he's kind of on the periphery. I'm sorry, I'm listening to the Foundation series again. Um, he's kind of on the periphery of amateur radio, or the amateur radio community. And it's because for many, many years he was hooked up with that the group in that club that uh, I raised so much cane about. And he was friends with them guys, and nobody else would have, really have anything to do with him because those guys were all jerks, and uh, nobody wanted to be around them. And since he was hanging with them, he was considered one of those jerks. So he languished for many years. And the Clingers, I don't know if I've ever told y'all about the Clingers. Clingers are the people that they want to bask in your glow. They hang around all the time. They'll call you on the phone and sit there and breathe on the other end. You know, while you're sitting there trying to watch TV or something. You know, they won't have a conversation. They'll just sit there and at least they're talking to somebody. They're introverted people that need other people around them to make them feel like somebody anyway. But they tend to gravitate to whoever is friendly enough to help them, and then you can't get rid of them. And sometimes they cause a few issues. So, anyway, this other guy, and he's up in amongst my group at this time, because I'm a firm believer in trying to take these guys and let them turn themselves into somebody that everybody else wants to be around. Uh, we're not having a lot of luck, but now he's, uh, he's older and he lives in a house uh, over close to where I lived for so many years. And he's got a couple of amateur radio people that he talks to, not on the radio, but via, uh, social network. And it's, uh, I don't know. Thing about it is I do have him helping, uh, Helping Paul out a little bit and that kind of stuff, but you know, he's one of the guys that has become isolated, and that's the whole thing I'm talking about, is if we let the new guys get isolated, if we don't take them under our wing, we don't help them out, we treat them like they're stupid, they're going to get to thinking, what's the point? Quite honestly, when I got tired of the local stupidity, 
in situations I've been in over the years, I went down to HF, and you didn't hear me on VHF and UHF. I went down to HF, I'd go down there, I'd hang out with my buddies on uh, on some of the net frequencies when the nets weren't going, that kind of stuff, and everything else. I have decided my chair squeaks, people. Yeah, there's my chair, if y'all can hear it. And there's the world-famous clicking pin. It may get cut out when I run the, run the noise filter. But anyway, so... Congratulations, Paul. He's made it. And he is asking questions. And we sat around the other night. He want, he wanted to know about uh, programming because he, that radio I've had so much trouble with, he ended up with one. So we went into, and that's something else we can do over at Discord, if y'all got that at the beginning of the show, is that we can actually stream our screen, our computer screens and stuff at each other so we can see what each other's doing. And uh, I brought up the interface, the programming interface for that uh, TYT radio, and we sat there, and I showed him a little bit, and then he brought his up, and he showed me what he was doing, and we were finally able to get the thing working for him. Now, he can't transmit it on it right now, but he was able to get the National Weather Service... uh, channels in there and he was even able to get some frequencies in there for the closest DMR repeater and took it in and let his father go and put had his father's number in there and he took it in there and had his father test it so he's going to be on air y'all look for Paul in North Carolina over on the North Carolina Brandmeister group because I'm sure he'll be showing up over there. I'm going to be programming it into, into one of my radios so I can talk to him. And we're just going to have a bang-up time. All right. Now, I don't know if I ever got to the point on that. But you'll find a couple of things I've done in the past that are kind of titled something like study to the test. Well... You'll find that this uh, episode of Richard Radio Adventures is in opposition to that. Go ahead and study to the test. Learn the question pool. Take the test. Get in the hobby. And then find you some Elmer. On the other side of it, guys, those of you that have been in the hobby, go find these new guys that just got licensed just straight out of a test session. Y'all start Elmering them. Teach them. Help them learn. I know there's one overarching theme of resonant frequencies amateur radio podcast linux and ham shack when i was on the show i not i really hadn't paid close attention to see if that's going on still um i do listen to the show it's just i don't focus on trying to see if that's going on and richard's radio adventures and the overall theme is the new guys, the old guys need to help the new guys. And I've found over the years that from time to time, the new guys can help the old guys. And we need to be teaching each other and trying to build this back up so that everybody is on board and on the same page and working together in the amateur radio community. Because we just lost some frequencies, some more, uh, here a while back. And now the government has decided that because we're 
just a hobby. Um, they want to start charging us, charging us for our license renewals. And you guys with vanity calls, uh, I'm sorry, you've had to do that for years and would probably have to, even if they hadn't started with us. But for those of us who have never gotten a vanity call because we didn't want to pay the money. And in my case, I actually like my call. Everybody knows me by it. So they're starting to figure, the government is starting to uh, take advantage. And quite honestly, I've said it more than once. If I end up out on a disaster, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go get on the radio. I'm going to be out there. But you can be guaranteed I'm going to be mailing somebody a bill for my time. And this is my last little gripe before I hang up the phone. <laughs> I'm going to bill them for my time. And working on computers, I get $20 an hour. Working on cars, I get $25 an hour. Uh, running a remodel team for uh, doing remodels in Walmart, I get paid $17 an hour. Ain't none of this going to be cheap if I start building them. Now, I may never get a dime. But I have it on record that I build them. And I may even charge them for the use of my equipment. Which is a problem I'm having with the job I'm signing on to. They want me to use my cell phone to do their business. But that's, that's a whole different thing. And probably belongs in a whole different show or blog. And that. So, get out there. Find these guys. Elmer them up. Get them knowing what you know. Not like they're going to outdo you. And for those of y'all that are competitive, you're probably contesters anyway, and you like a challenge. So, teach them how to whoop you. No different than my father teaching me how to play chess when I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. He just wanted somebody to play with. And he kind of figured he'd win all the time. But by the time I was, uh, but by the time I was 12, 13 years old, I was whipping his butt every time we played. At which point, we quit playing chess. We, we took up scuba diving. <laughs> and incidentally, he's the guy that dangles the radio out in front of me. If uh, y'all never had, had one, heard one of the episodes where I've mentioned that. Now, since we're running behind, guys, I will tell y'all that we're going we're gonna to put a light edit on this so that uh, we can get it on out there to y'all. And I do apologize for that. We're going to try and get back on track. I don't know how this new job is going to leave me as far as maintenance time on the website, Discord, uh, social media, um, all that good stuff, and even recording. But we're going to do our best, our very best, to uh, start getting this one back regular. And we are still running up on the new episode of Resonant Frequency Amateur Radio Podcast. And y'all uh, y'all keep watching for those. We are going to change the release schedule as, on the archives and uh, that kind of stuff, but they will still be coming. So y'all don't fear. All right. With that, go over to the website, find contact info, somebody find a link, come visit us on Discord. When you get over there, tell Paul, who will probably have a call sign by then, uh, tell Paul that you've heard his story and you think it's absolutely fantastic. So with that, 
We're going to cut everybody loose. I'm going to go see what the Norman's up to because he's been very quiet for a long time. And we'll see y'all next time.